The opinions of the commentator or commentators are solely those of the commentators and not of CJAD 800 or Astral. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 708 on CJAD. Welcome to another edition of today's Entrepreneur presented by Fuller Landau. My name is Dan Delmar along with my co-host, Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. Welcome back, Josh. Hello, Dan. And I'm getting really hungry, Josh. Uh, we're going to talk cheese and fine Italian food tonight. I'm very excited. We're going to talk about a delicious product, but more importantly, a family business that dates back a good uh, 28 years or so, even 38 years, excuse me. And we welcome to the studio this evening... Patricia Okudo of La Baie des Fromages, uh, who is a second generation in the business, and uh, we welcome Patricia to our show. Thank you very much. And let's get right into it. Uh, you know, we'll let the hunger pangs go for a mm -hmm. bit. And Patricia, tell us a little bit about La Baie des Fromages, where you are today, and where and when and how it got started. All right. Well, what we are is um, we are an Italian specialty food shop. Um, we specialize in cheeses, so we carry over 300 different types of cheeses arriving from all over Italy, from the Alps to Sicily, and then uh, we also carry a wide selection of other European cheeses and, of course, uh, a nice selection of the Quebec cheeses. We also have um, a lot of other beautiful grocery items like oils and pastas, uh, a lot of prepared foods. We also offer uh, gift baskets, especially with the holidays coming around. It's, uh, it's a big product for us. Um, and where we come from is uh, my, my father started the store uh, back in 1972. He immigrated to Canada in 1969, and uh, he's basically been in the cheese business for his entire life since uh, as far back as he can remember. Uh, running his own store in Milan and then immigrating to Canada and uh, and then opening up his own store here on uh, Jean Talon Street near uh, near Papineau. And uh, at first we were mainly a, a small cheese store serving the uh, Italian clientele that was living in the neighborhood. And over time, uh, we've increased our, our square footage, our space, and uh, also increased our product lines to include uh, many more grocery items, larger cheese selection, uh, European cold cuts, and, um, and our, our clientele is now very varied, uh, many different nationalities from across the city. Uh, people come from as far as uh, Ottawa and Quebec City to come and find that, you know, that one product that they can't find elsewhere. So, uh, so we've really grown a lot over the years, uh, in the past 38 years. Your, your dad that, that came, you know, overseas and certainly uh, with uh, an Italian mentality, uh, it's, uh, you know, great work ethic coming here and seeing all the, different, all the different changes over the years, adjusting, as you say, growing a little bit, adding product. Uh, you know, how capable or what was his philosophy in, in changing and finding product and growing his business? Um, well, his, his main philosophy has always been hard work and, uh, he's always worked seven day weeks and, and many, many long hours. Um, and he still does today. He's very, very much involved in the business. Um, and he's always been very aware of the fact that, 
you need to be in touch with your clientele and you need to know your not only your products but also who you're selling them to in order to succeed and he'll often say that um, back in in the 70s when he opened up there were many uh, Italian immigrants who tried to sort of make it with you know opening up their own stores and selling pr Italian products um, but 38 years later he's the only one left he's he's the one who's really um, his, the La Baie des Fromages is now the place to be to go to for Italian cheese products and Italian specialty food products, and the reason for that is that he's really been in touch with his clients, and um, we we all have actually been very much in touch with our clients, and we know uh, just to make sure that we evolve with their demands and their requests and uh, the way they buy and and so on. So how did you get into this business? I've grown up in this business. Um, I, I've been helping out at the store as far back as I can remember, uh, doing whatever little tasks I can do at a very young age, and uh, worked in the store throughout, throughout my studies. Um, and uh, it, it was sort of a, a natural thing for me to, to come into the business and, uh, and to be an entrepreneur with my, with my father and my sister and uh, be in the family business. It was just an, a natural um, progression, I guess. Was your background in business or in cheese or food products? Um, well, like I said, I, I grew up in the business, so my, my cheese and my, my food products, I've always been very familiar with them. Um, I actually... My studies led me to become a CA, and um, and I practiced uh, the profession for for several years, and then uh, was at a, a crossroads and decided that I needed to uh, I needed a bit of a change. And the family business, like I said, it was just a natural progression. It just seemed like uh, like I felt like it was the thing I needed to do was to go to go join my father and uh, and join the family business. And you felt that. I mean, so your background, I mean, you're professional, you came back into it, uh, like, what pushed you to go back into being an entrepreneur? I think it's in my blood. I think that uh, I wouldn't know how to be anything else. Um, I, my family is a family of entrepreneurs, and that's sort of how I grew up, and uh um, I've grown up knowing the, the benefits of being an entrepreneur and um, and the joys of it and the rewards and then the just the, the the rewards that you get from it and I I just like I said I don't think I could uh, I could picture myself doing anything different. Our guest this evening is Patricia Okido. She's from La Baie de Fromage. You can always join the conversation here on today's Entrepreneur at 514-790-0991, especially if it's about family businesses, because uh, Patricia, of course, has grown up in that environment. And we'll talk more about that after the break. It's coming up to 7.15 right now. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 718 on CJD. Welcome back to today's Entrepreneur, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. Dan Delmar, along with Fulandau's Josh Miller, and our guest this evening uh, from La Baie de Fromage, Patricia Ocudo. And uh, Patricia, of course, growing up in a family business. Um, it's, it's important to be familiar with these businesses, Patricia, but you're saying you do have an educational background in, uh, in accounting. How has that uh, helped you along as far as um, your, your managing skills uh, in business and instead of just sort of, sort of going in um, blind almost without an educational background? 
well, becoming a, a CA has definitely helped my my analytical skills, my financial analysis skills. Um, I think it, it gave me a good uh, a good basis to to build my business around and to uh, to to know how to look at things. It's it gave me an aspect, um, a certain way to look at things that that has helped definitely over the years. You know, being a, a female entrepreneur uh, certainly, I'm sure, has its challenges. And with your background, did, did it help? I mean, did you come across any obstacles when you were starting out in the family business being a female business person? Uh, definitely. I think, uh, especially at the beginning when I first joined the business, um, there's always, well, I wouldn't say it happened very often, but but I, we did come across some, um, some instances where certain suppliers uh, who are used to dealing more with men... Um, I, I felt a little bit of resistance at times. I, uh, fortunately, I have to say, uh, overall, it was not an issue, and uh, and I did uh, I didn't have a problem with it. But th- there were a few instances where perhaps it was uh, it was a bit of an obstacle. So we're talking about family business. Are you the only one in the next transition? Do you have other siblings that are that have come in with you? Uh, my sister Stephanie is actually uh, is my partner, and uh, we work together all the time so uh so my father my sister and i are the three uh the three owners and uh and yeah we work together every day all the time so it's do you uh, have do you have different roles are you all rolling up your sleeves do you you know with your accounting background do you deal more with administration your sister i'm not sure what background she has but and your father that's been there forever and a day in the old italian i know my product absolutely and perfectly what kind of roles do you do you share or distribute um, well, I guess I I do a lot of the buying. I take care of a lot of the buying side of it, and uh, my sister takes care of more of the operational side and the uh, handling the employees, uh, dealing with that aspect. Uh, my dad just, I guess, generally oversees everything. Um, he's still very, very much involved in the business, so he still uh, sort of uh, touches on everything. Um, and being a, a family business, we do kind of have to roll up our sleeves and do a little bit of everything so there's no there's no defined specific roles that any one of us will do and say oh well you know I'm not doing that because that's not you know that's not my job description like that doesn't really uh, <laughs> it's not an, an entrepreneur way of looking at things I guess and you just you do what you have to and and your father is is certainly I'm sure proud to have his daughters in the business uh, you know it was easy a transition is it something he looked forward to to pass along uh my dad actually, uh, I'm pretty sure, always wanted a son uh, with <laughs> with the hopes that the son would uh, would take over the business. And, she was supposed uh, to be Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, my parents had me and my sister two years later, and uh, actually, 13 years later, they decided to uh, to try for the the son finally, and uh, they had twin daughters so uh, <laughs> so at that that was the point where my dad just realized that he wasn't meant to have sons and uh and his daughters would have to do so uh <laughs> and it sounds like you're all you're working very well together and very closely together um but uh, you know have you had issues uh, i mean decisions they they happen together decisions happen together um we we've been very fortunate in that we work very well together and uh, i know that's not the case in all family businesses but in our case we have been very fortunate uh decisions especially major decisions are always made together um 
We is it a, sorry, is it a democracy, or do you have to have a consensus between the three of you? Well, we generally have consensus. I mean, we I can't really think of an instance where, you know, one person was adamantly against an idea and the other two wanted it or we, we generally um, we generally all see eye to eye and we, we see the benefits and we see the disadvantages of certain things so we, we all generally agree on, on things and we work we do work well together which is very important I think I mean it's it's one of the key factors to to making the business run well I mean if, if you're bickering about things and you know nothing gets done you spend more time arguing and, and discussing then things just don't move along so your business is very interesting because you're not only a retail store, but also an importer and distributor. And after the break, we'll get into that import business and discuss how you how you manage all three of, the, of those aspects at the same time. Uh, Patricia Okido is our guest. She's from La Baie des Fromages. This is Today's Entrepreneur on CJD. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 725 on CJD, inspiring stories from outstanding business people. This is Today's Entrepreneur, presented by Fuller Landau. I'm Dan Delmar, along with Josh Miller of Fuller Landau. And our guest this evening, Patricia Okido of La Baie des Fromages. And uh, Patricia, we're talking about how this was a family business, a store uh, on a Jean-Talon near Papineau that has been around since 72. At what point did you guys um, add to the business? Uh, you're now into importing as well? We are. Um, over the years, my, my father started to see that the best way to control the the products that you get and the quality of the products that you get was to sort of do it yourself, you know. And uh, so he started to import a few products here and there, a few key products. And uh, over the years, it just uh, it just grew and grew. And uh, and now we actually import a majority of the products that we sell in the store. So we import everything from the cheeses to the cold cuts, uh, oils and pastas and balsamic vinegars, jams and cookies. And I mean, we, we import like I said, majority of what we do sell in the store. So you're no longer, you, you were using distributors yourself before? We were, we were, we were buying from, uh, from other importers, from distributors, from people who worked locally. And, uh, and like I said, we just found that the, 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 the best way to really control to say, well, you know, I'd like to sell this product in the store is to really just go out and, and, and find that one product that you're looking for. What kind of challenges did, did you have uh, when you, when you did expand the business into importing? Um, well, definitely, I mean, it was, uh, it was adding more aspects to the business. So, so we had to, uh, to implement just logistically, uh, the importing is, is more complex in that, um, it's not, it's not like purchasing products from uh, a local distributor where you order it on Monday and you receive it by Wednesday. Um, there's, there's timeliness that's involved. There's, you know, you, you always have to consider the time of the, the merchandise has to be prepared. It has to be shipped. So there's, there's a greater lead time involved in all of it. And, uh, you know, we, we plan for Christmas in June. So we've been, you know, my Christmas season has been going on since, <laughs> uh, since June, July already. So it's And you have uh, two Christmas seasons in a way because you have to import and then uh, do the retail side. Exactly. So exactly. you're busy, I'm assuming, at this point of year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's certainly the perishable side of things. Uh, you know, the timing, the delivery, the lead times. Uh, and with your analytical background, that you know, has have you developed a new process or changed the process along the way? Um, well, what we've done is uh, with our with our 
very perishable products like certain Italian mozzarella, buffalo mozzarella that we bring in. Uh, we bring in a lot of uh, gorgonzola cheese and mascarpone cheese. And um, so the, the fresher cheeses, you know, we'll bring in burrata, which is the, the, the mozzarella with the butter inside and the cream. Um, so those products that we bring in that are really fresh and have a short shelf life, what we, uh, what we do is we import them with, um, through air freight. And uh, and the stuff that's that has longer shelf life obviously comes in by boat. So we've had to adapt. I mean, even with that, has been uh, has been an interesting uh, an interesting challenge to uh, to sort of manage all those different aspects of it. Well, I think what you know what we find and and seeing certainly with the previous guests and other businesses is that knowing your product, the delivery, the transportation, you really have to stay on top of it. In this case, it's perishable items. So perishable items have a certain uh, time frame that you really have to get in, involved in a certain temperature that the goods have to be shifted and you really have to pay attention to a lot of that detail and this is where entrepreneurs you know they really have to focus sometimes they have to know their product they have to know where it's coming from they have to really deal with all these variables and certainly not every uh, not every walk is a walk in the park so th there's a lot of issues that entrepreneurs especially knowing their product have to deal with and I think when we come back uh, after the breakdown I'm sure the shift and the change from the old system and maybe the manual to today's world in the electronic, uh, I'm sure added big benefit to the business, which I'm sure Patricia will share with us. Today's Entrepreneur on CJED, presented by Fuller Landau. Our guest this evening, Patricia Okudo from La, Bre de, La Baie de Fromage, excuse me. And uh, you can always join the conversation, especially if you want to talk about uh, importing uh, fine Italian foods or family businesses. Uh, the number here is 514-790-0991, or StarTalk on Bell Mobility. It's 7.30 right now, 7.45 right now. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 7.47 on CJAD. Welcome back to Today's Entrepreneur, presented by Fuller Landau, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. Dan Delmar, along with Josh Miller from Fuller Landau. And Josh, we have our tax guy in studio, Ernie Furt. He is the tax partner at Fuller Landau. Welcome, Ernie. Hi, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. So we're going to get into, um, for starters, uh, I guess if anyone has any questions for uh, uh, tax issues when it comes to small business, you can always give us a call at uh, 790-0991. But we want to focus, of course, uh, the Christmas season is coming up. Um, a lot of employers, Astral, uh, given, uh, giving uh, not a lot of nice bonuses maybe to good employees, some gift, uh, gifts perhaps. Um, so tell us, Ernie, what, what the process is there and what are some tax issues that could arise when it comes to these bonuses? Well, normally... Historically, people have given cash bonuses to their employees. And a cash bonus is taxable to the employee and deductible to the employer. But if the employer decides that he wants to give his employees uh, a gift, something that he could use, such as a cheese basket or, or something of that nature, then the government has a program whereby if you give to an employee something worth $500 inclusive of GST, QST, then it's not a taxable benefit to the employee which could be quite a big savings for the employee. Does it make a difference what they give them? Yeah, it does make a difference. What they, if they give them something, it doesn't make a difference. But if they actually tell them to go to the store and go to purchase it and then bring back the receipt and we'll reimburse you for it, that's a problem, at least on the federal side. Rules are different both federally and Quebec. For Quebec purposes, you could use smart cards, whereby you could go to a store, purchase 
anything with a smart card, and you cannot redeem it for cash. The federal government, on the other hand, says a smart card is no good. What they want you to do is actually go out and buy that Christmas turkey. And what about gift certificates? Gift certificates are near cash. So for for purposes of the federal government, they deem that to be a taxable benefit, so that is included in your income. And for Quebec, if it's a gift certificate that is not redeemable for cash, they'll be fine with it. So anything that's really as close to cash as possible is not good. You really you want to offer something, a gift, whether it be a, a basket of, uh, of fine Italian cheeses or, uh, you know... Uh, a coat or whatever it may be. You can buy a computer. You, there, there's so many things that you can do. What what I've seen over the, the course of the, the past few years is that employers don't want to take the time to go ahead and go buy all these products. They, they want to have their employees do it. But you know what? It's worth it to the employer, and the employee will be much happier if they receive something that they're not going to pay any tax on, especially during the holiday season. And could this be done for every employee? There's no limit to the number of employees that you that you do this for? You can do it for all employees if you so choose. You, the only thing that limits you is the amount that you're allowed to give on a tax-free basis per year, which is $500 inclusive of GST and QST. So it's not just for Christmas gifts. It's for any gifts throughout the year, whether the employee gets married or uh, whatever whatever occasion it may be. There's You, you can do gifts for any special occasion. But the total of all the gifts during the course of the year can't exceed 500. If it does, let's say, for example, you give, you give three varying gifts during the year. Somebody's birthday, somebody's getting married, and uh, Christmas. And the total, each gift is about $200. So the total is $600. So at the, end of, at the end of the year, $600, inclusive of GST, QST, there is a $100 taxable benefit. So they're going to take the differential and they're going to apply it and add it onto your T4 at the end of the year. Now, what if the employer says, you know what, I just want to throw a big party and I'm going to have a big Christmas party and, you know, it's going to be an open bar or whatever they, whatever they decide to do. And that's their gift to their employees. Are there any restrictions or rules that have to be followed? Generally speaking, those rules haven't changed for a long time. And there's like a hundred dollar limitation per each uh, employee that go, that attends at a Christmas party or is invited to a Christmas party. The the good thing about having a Christmas party or any type of party where all employees are invited is that cost is deductible to the employer as well as instead of it uh, your GST, QST being recoverable at 50%, 100% is recoverable by the employer. So, but the key is you have to invite everybody. Yes, you do. Whether you like them or not. Absolutely. <laughs> Today's Entrepreneur on CJD, presented by Fuller Landau in studio. Uh, with us this evening is Ernie Furt. He is the tax partner at Fuller Landau. You can always give us a quick call. We have time for a couple of quick questions. If you're an entrepreneur and you have tax issues uh, that uh, maybe you need some help with, the numbers are 514-790-0091 and Star Talk, Star 8255 on Bell Mobility, 753 right now on CJD. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Remaining moments on today's entrepreneur, Dan Delmar and Fuller Landau's Josh Miller joining you every Monday night, almost every Monday night, unless we're preempted by Habs Hockey. Also in studio is uh, the tax guy from Fuller Landau, Ernie Furt. And Ernie, we're talking about bonuses and such. We have a, a question at uh, 7900991 from uh, Brian. Hi, Brian. Brian, you there? Yes, I'm here. Go ahead. I had a question. That's uh, amusing with a question to end your night. 
a, a company gives a, an employee a $5 lottery ticket. The imputed value of that thing is $5 the time it gets it. And the client uh, happens to be winning a million bucks. So is he uh, obligated or is he legally obligated to declare that as a capital gain on a gift? Or does he just sort of walk away like I do and say, the hell with the government, I'm not going to tell them that. <laughs> well, the $5 gift of the lottery ticket, that is a benefit from employment because that's the fair market value at the time the gift was given to the employee. Now, if you happen to be so fortunate and win the million dollars subsequently, the lottery prizes in Canada are not taxable. So there's no capital gain to report, and you can spend your million dollars and do whatever you'd like with it. It's a wonderful thing. Thanks very much for the call, Brian. So, Ernie, you know, they're entrepreneurs. They're on the go all the time. Is there anything mm. that they tend not to do that you would uh, perhaps say, you know, maybe cross this T or dot the I, and, and it'll save you some headaches going forward? A lot of people are weak in the documentation aspect of things. Uh, they take somebody out for lunch and they fail to indicate on the back of the receipt who they took out. Uh, they don't keep mileage logs of business travel. And when I see clients in the office and or one of my partners comes to my door and, uh, and asks me a question, say one of our clients is under audit, and I say, well, what's the, what's the issue here? So I look at the stuff and generally everything says, well, we need more information. So if you need more information, in reality, somebody is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is keeping that information and keeping those records. Because the more records you keep and the more accurate records you keep, the less likelihood that you're gonna have an issue when the government comes knocking at your door. How long do you have to keep these records for? The records generally have to be keep for, kept for about seven years. With all types of records? For most records, yes. Uh, that there, There's many policies and there's all kinds of different records that one keeps and your general ledgers are seven years, your invoices, et cetera, are all seven. You know, Dan, uh, when, uh, and Ernie's bringing up a very important point as far as the entrepreneurs and crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure that the documentation is there. It may not seem important as you're going along because, as I'm sure Patricia can attest to, as she's nodding her head here, there's so many other things that you do in the business. There's so many other things that you have to deal with, with the top line to make sure the bottom line is there, and some of the detail kind of gets left aside. Well, the, the important thing that the entrepreneur has to understand is that detail can create an enormous amount of headaches going forward. And for the few moments a day or a week or a month that it could take to make sure that those that documentation is there so that the compliance and the, the lovely government auditors that could potentially come into your door uh, would keep them at bay, it, it's hugely important. And I think that detail stretches right into the entrepreneur spirit as well and the entrepreneurial business and understanding your business and understanding the impacts that it could affect. And I think uh, between the two, it's hugely important. I threw out my receipts from 2009. Now you're making me really nervous. Yes, well, it's okay. <laughs> We're here to help, Dan. All right. Thank you very much, Josh Miller. And thank you also uh, to Ernie Furt, tax partner at Fuller Landau, and Patricia Okudo from La Baie de Fromage. We're back next Monday night. You can reach Fuller Landau during business hours at 514-875-2865 or visit their website, www.flmontreal.com. Friendly Fire is coming up next on CJD. Have a good night. The opinions of the commentator or commentators are solely those of the commentators and not of CJAD 800 or Astral.